Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockoff, authors of the leadership development books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose. At Gapology, our purpose is to help leaders achieve their greatest potential. To learn more about our groundbreaking books and training services, visit our website, gapology.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gapology Radio. It's Christmas week of 2023 as we're recording this episode, and we'd like to remind you of a great last-minute gift idea for any leader on your list. Our Udemy course is designed to deliver short, bite-sized video lessons to provide a quick overview of the key lessons within our flagship book, Gapology. Your leader can quickly get up to speed on everything and start putting our methods and tools to work right away. Just visit udemy.com, that's U-D-E-M-Y.com, and search for Gapology. You can also find a link on our website, gapology.org. And as for tonight, we'll continue our Leadership Rhythm series with a focus on creating impact with expectations and priorities. So let's go ahead and get the show rolling with Mark Tinas. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Good, Brian. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We were just watching The Voice. I, I don't think you watch The Voice, do you? I do. Oh, you do? Okay. There's some amazing talent on that on that show this year. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. I feel like every episode could be the Grammys. Uh, totally. I agree. Yeah, we commented last night was the start of the finale. Mm-hmm. And uh, we commented that it was the best we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were just uh, kind of in the middle of it. And it's just incredible how, number one, the talent that comes into the show, but I think just how they develop and grow throughout the show. And actually, you know, that does kind of speak to the leadership of the coaches that are on there, you know, providing feedback and coaching and helping people to improve, which is, you know, a lot about what we talk about on on this show. You mean they close gaps? <laughs> I could be. Man, they should I, hire us. I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they've definitely set high expectations for them, uh, which is tonight's topic. So we're we're still in the middle of this leadership rhythm series uh, that, where we're talking about impact, how to create impact with your leadership rhythm. And tonight, uh, we're going to talk about expectations and priorities. Mm-hmm. So I think this is really a key element uh, when you're building out your leadership rhythm that you're defining ways to set expectations, create priorities, and so forth for your team. So I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Well, for as a leader, you know, when, when you set expectations and priorities, you can become a top performer if you do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a big deal. And the great news is you already know, in many cases, what the expectations could be, should be, because they're being demonstrated and lived out every day by your top performers. That gives you a glimpse into what's possible. It also gives you a glimpse into how, if your purpose is fully executed, what can be delivered. And with those things, you're unbeatable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it is really critical for leaders to ensure that whatever the expectations they're setting, that they are achievable. So, so, you know, looking at your top performers, you can really point to them as the example. Yeah. You know, it's achievable. 
Right. And you also know that, you know, if it aligns with your purpose. Mm -hmm. So you have to, as a leader, you have to understand the metrics that are equivalent to the purpose being executed. And that's, that's a big missing piece in, in many organizations. So when your purpose is fully executed, what do the metrics look like? Once you have those, you can assign those again to, to the team as the expectations, and uh, you're well on your way. The key there is that you do it by role. So by role, it may differ, but it becomes so doable because, again, your top performers, those that are executing the purpose to its fullest, are already achieving those. So you, you have that. And mm -hmm. in, our, in our past lives, once we knew that, we were able to bring the organization to that level, uh, which is, you know, game changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting when you look at what leaders normally provide as far as instructions, direction, and so forth to the team, they're really tapping into their intellect, you know, their intellectual connection to whatever they're describing as the expectation. But what you're describing there around the purpose, if you can, if you can wrap it around your purpose, now you're connecting them emotionally to whatever you're, you know, expecting them to do. Yeah, the purpose should have a set of behaviors that equal the purpose. And that set of behaviors should then reflect in a set of metrics. Once you have that understanding, that connection, and again, often exemplified already for you by your top performers, you know where the organization could go. So do the math on if the organization were all at that level, what things would look like. And it becomes quite, uh, quite eye-opening, quite inspirational. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can you can move in that direction, but be be clear that you'll need to define it by role. So, what if every individual on your team, regardless of role, had a set of behaviors that equaled the purpose, and then ha had a set of metrics that measured that? And once you get there, you can create a high-performing team beyond what you know most organizations ever achieve and if they simply did that it'd blow their minds it's crazy mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i think you know so often the leaders will set expectations around either the metrics you know what you want to be delivered or they'll set expectations around the behaviors that they want the team to exhibit but they don't connect the two so ensuring that the metrics can be delivered by whatever the behaviors are and really defining both of those things and delivering those both together as that, you know, clear set of expectations. Brian and I designed in a previous life, uh, an A-team event. So we brought together the top performers and we executed for a period of time, let's say a week, the top behaviors. And once we did that, we understood what was possible in terms of metrics. And once we understood that those behaviors equaled those metrics, we were able to set expectations for the organization and it changed everything. So if you haven't tried the A-team event, 
bringing the top performers together to execute your business plan. You're missing that piece in terms of what's possible. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It, it brings an awareness around the specific actions of the team. Uh, when you just kind of in the ether say what you want people to do, um, they don't always connect with that because it's hypothetical. It's, you know, theoretical. But when you've actually proven it out and you have data behind it, um, I think it means something completely different. Yeah. So currently we're working with a number of large organizations where by role, the execution of purpose is totally different. So you have to define by role down to the individual what the purpose fully delivered looks like and what those metrics are and what the expectations therefore are. And once you get there by role, it, it changes everything. So picture in your organization, if everyone knew the purpose and everyone knew for their role, what the metrics of the purpose being delivered were, they knew what was expected. That's the ultimate in expectations. And it, it really creates a scenario where you can deliver your purpose at a level that, uh, you know, other others can only dream about. Mm -hmm. it, it works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one other thing that, that leaders could do out there that I think would be super powerful is with your top performers, ask them the question, why? So why do they perform at that level? And just sit back and just be open to whatever they say. And you may be surprised at the reasons behind it. There, I'm sure there's multiple things, um, but look for commonalities throughout. And I think where what you'll find is some sort of connection to purpose. So just as an experiment, you know, go out there and and you know talk to some of these top performers and find out the why. Yeah, we've found in a series of surveys that younger people, the next generation whether it's millennials or Gen Z, they're, they're lacking purpose in their work. Mm -hmm. So when you give them that purpose, it changes everything, changes their work habits, their behaviors, you know, their trajectory, et cetera. So purpose is a big deal and it uh, creates the ability to be clear on expectations. Purpose delivered equals these expectations. And once you're there, it just changes your ability to perform at a totally different level. We're really big on expectations by role being limited to three or five, somewhere in that range, no more than that. Uh, anything more than that confuses everything and lowers expectations in essence. And Brian and I have done this great exercise where we hand an index card to the team member and an index card to the leader. And we have the team member write down the three expectations that the leader has of them, the top three. And we have the leader write them down. And oh my God, you should see the look on their faces <laughs> when this happens. Yeah, but when we, when we then compare the three that the team member wrote down to the three that the leader wrote down, we found that in the absolute top performing group, the top 10%, there was an 87% match rate 
So it was pretty clear to the team member what the expectations were. There was a slight variance. In the C group, which in Gapology was the bottom 10% of performers, the match rate was 14%. So the difference was 87 to 14. Picture that in an NFL game. Yeah, I know you're a Chiefs fan. Imagine <laughs> that. Yeah. What would that look like? <laughs> yeah. Game over. Be terrible. First yeah. quarter, it's long Ugh, gone. It's all over. So if you're able to ensure that the expectations are clear, everything changes. Everything changes. The performance changes in dramatic fashion. So mm-hmm. do do that index card if you haven't leaders, do that. It's it's amazing. Just casually hand hand out an index card, however you would do it. Write down the top three things your leader expects of you and have the leader do the same. And wow, the good news is when they're a mismatch, you can make a match that day. You can change it that day, right then. You can clarify expectations. And again, that changes results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of things on that. Um, remember, it's about you as a leader. It's not about the team member. If they don't know the expectations, um, just make sure you're not getting on them about it, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's take, huge. Let's, take, let's, take stop right, let's stop right there. Mm-hmm. Let's stop right there. Now you're onto something big. Most leaders immediately blame the team member for not knowing. Mm-hmm. So Brian's onto something big. D- don't be that leader. You own it. You need to know that they know the expectations. You need to have verified that. You know, it's, 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 it's you, it's you. If your team doesn't know the expectations, it's about you. It's not about them. Mm -hmm. So, so own it. So thank you, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, we've talked about the index card exercise on the show a few times, and we would love to hear anybody that's done it. You know, if you've done it with your team, we would love to hear some of your results, some of your feedback, Uh, use our social media as a great way to, to communicate that, but feel free to shoot us an email at contact at gapology.org. We would love to hear some examples of what, you know, what you experienced. Yeah. 87 to 14 Mm. was what we found. Yeah. Unbelievable difference. Obviously a difference in performance and behavior, obviously a difference therefore in results and everything changes when you're in that group that's aligned around what the expectations are. It's that simple. If your team knows what you expect, they tend to deliver it for you. If they don't know what you expect, they don't. Mm -hmm. How can they? They don't know what the expectation is. There's a hundred expectations. And by the way, again, we've said three. If if your team has a hundred expectations, it won't work. They, They can't deliver on those. They'll choose the ones they deliver on. Well, that may not deliver the big number. So narrow the focus, understand the expectations that deliver the purpose and the behaviors that deliver the purpose. That is what works. Yep. So Mark, now that we understand the, the that we need to connect our purpose to the expectations, we need to set those clear expectations around the metrics, the behaviors and so forth. Now we have all these expectations. How do we know what to prioritize? So when you're looking at your leadership rhythm, say on a on a weekly basis, what would what would you recommend as far as clarifying the priorities? Oh, that's a great question. 
So we all have a series of deadlines, a series of projects that also are aligned with our purpose. So we need to make sure the team is clear on that. You know, when does this need to be done? What are the expectations? So we also need to have an order to the objectives that we have. So the priorities are in a given order. They have dates. They have clarity that the team understands. And they're all tied to the purpose. There will be a lot of things we've got to do to deliver the purpose. It doesn't just come. And uh, so the team needs to be very clear on the priorities and the order of the priorities, which may mean when they need to be completed, et cetera. And uh, that is a game changer again. Be very clear on that. If you just leave it up to them, it creates chaos. Yeah, for sure. And one one place that I've seen this become a, a big problem is if you have uh, some of our what we call emerging leaders, so new leaders on your team. Oftentimes they they might understand the expectations, but the priorities uh, really seems to be a, a point of confusion where they they tend to fall back and work on things uh, that maybe they find easiest or more in the line of expertise that they have, or maybe it's something that they have a higher level of interest in. So I think it's critical that if you have these newer leaders, that you really sit down, make sure that you clarify the priorities for them. Yeah. And often the expectations help clarify the priorities. Mm -hmm. So I have these three expectations of you. These are the measures of those. So once they're clear on that, the priorities sort of fall in line and are considered the pieces of how to deliver that expectation. So it, it all ties together. So be very clear on that. And again, often we've said it over and over again, you're, you're the gap. Yep. The leader's the gap. I'm the gap. Uh, it's not the team. So wh- whenever the team is not there, it's, it's about you. So own that and uh, set clear expectations and priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the beauty in understanding and, and believing in that, that you're the gap in, in these areas, is that then you can fix it. It's directly in your control. Um, you know, when it's someone else's gap, uh, then it's harder to control. Then you have to try to influence them. But if you own it, if it's a knowledge importance gap specifically, you can absolutely Take action right away, apply the root solutions and close them. Perfect. A couple of other things. Um, so leaders must model the behaviors that they expect of the team. So we've seen scenarios where they expect every customer to be greeted when they walk <laughs> in the door and the yeah. leader walks by the customer like they mm-hmm. didn't exist. That sends a message to the team that is destructive. So leaders must model the behavior that they expect of the team that equals the purpose. This is a big deal. So whatever you know, organization you have, whatever business you're in, you need to think about what that is and ensure that your behavior aligns with that purpose. That is a huge deal. Any other comments on that? Because I got another big one coming up next. Yeah, no, I think that is critical. Um, you know, the strongest message comes from the example that you set for others. So absolutely be the model. Yeah, be the model. Show them what it looks like. Mm-hmm. The next one is 
and I don't know if you got the T-shirt made. You need to get it done. <laughs> oh, we, we we are what we celebrate. Oh yeah, no, we have that one. Oh okay. I just you haven't sent me one yet, so I didn't know. <laughs> um, so when you celebrate with your team, recognition. Make sure that it is about who you are. Make sure it is about the purpose and the behaviors that equal that and the metrics that equal that. So when you celebrate about those things, it makes it real. It makes it emotional. It ties them to it. And the longevity that can be created there is unbelievable. So we we are what we celebrate uh, is very real. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when we're lo- looking at our weekly cadence, you know, in speaking about leadership rhythm, a lot of times we try to break this down into whatever our weekly cadence is, the processes that we do on a weekly basis. Um, so examine that, examine the, the, the group meetings that you have, examine the individual conversations that you have on a regular basis and build the stuff in, you know, your language should be built around your purpose, your expectations the clarity of your priorities, and then how you live the message. Um, And specifically, you know, what you celebrate, make sure that that, that those things are the things that are the most important and balance it. I'd say, so if it's, if it's a big win, celebrate big, if it's a small win, celebrate it in, in a much smaller fashion so that people understand the balance of, of performance. Um, I think that, uh, you know, some of those things you could really, construct into your leadership rhythm. Yeah. So rhythm here is key. So when you report the results, and again, the results are equal to the purpose, have a rhythm around it, make it very predictable. So the team knows when those results will be reported. That affects their behavior throughout the week, throughout the month, whatever timeframes you're you're looking at, the quarter, what whatever it is. Um, make that clear, make that predictable, announce it in advance. You will get discretionary effort. We should probably do a podcast on discretionary effort, by the way, Brian. But discretionary effort will be created. The team will actually be energized by the rhythm of the reporting of results. It will create a different set of behaviors in them, accelerated behaviors to achieve the numbers. And um, it's it matters. So you as a leader need to be predictable in the, in the rhythm of your reporting of of the metrics and the and the celebrations. So if you said, for example, let's just oversimplify this. If you said, for example, thirty days from now, we're going to celebrate the top performers in these three metrics. That would affect the team's behavior over those 30 days. Does that make sense? Yep. And so picture that as an ongoing leadership tactic that you use to align the purpose, the behaviors, and the metrics. It's it's amazing how it changes everything. The other thing it does is it ties people to the organization. They feel a part of it. They don't want to leave. They are, they're energized by it. They're tied to the purpose. They're tied to those behaviors. They feel good about their role, and they want to they want to deliver. So, think about that in terms of the rhythm that you have to have in terms of expectations and priorities. Yep, 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's that emotional connection. Um, you know, like we said earlier, you know, building that intellectual connection is usually where we go, but that emotional connection is even far more impactful if you can build that into your leadership rhythm. Well said. Wow. <laughs> I think you nailed it right there. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's a first. Yeah, that's normally my <laughs> role. I know. Okay, cool. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it then. Um, and we are in Christmas week this week. So I know you celebrated yours last week. We have our big, uh, big family thing this weekend. So, uh, you know, we wish everyone who's listening a very Merry Christmas, very happy holidays. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. We celebrated both last week. Let's, uh, let's look forward to an incredible 2024. Absolutely. Well, you have a great rest of the week. You too. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Talk to you later. All right, that'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, including our Udemy course, just visit our website, gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology Institute production. Visit us at gapology.org.